You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Friday Night Joy. I'm one of your hosts, Reverend Ray, Reverend Robinson. Be joining us a little bit. This is on with Christmas Beat Talk Radio. Our topic tonight is going to come on and let us therefore come boldly uh, before the throne. We, uh, I had tried to pull this up earlier and stuff like that. I found actually that was in Bible study yesterday at the True uh, Life and um, the, the Reverend Robin had taught a little bit about this, and um, she was coming from Hebrews chapter 4 and um, verse 16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the in time of need. And truly, we are living in a season now, but there is definitely time of need. So we're going to dive right into that. We're going to talk about that, amen. And uh, I know it's going to be a blessing. It was a blessing for me just to read over it and read some other scriptures. Um, like I said, Reverend Bob should be joining us in a little bit. Amen. So she should be joining us in a little bit. But uh, before we do all that, I just want to remind everybody about here's the Brown and Grace Minister Vanessa Williams. It's uh, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Declaring to finish with Reverend Pat Randall, Saving Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, Friday Night Joy is the, is the first, the second and the fourth Friday of the month at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life is the first and third Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcast. Uh, as follow Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday. In fact, she got a broadcast coming on the first on Monday. Be the first um, um, Monday of August. First Monday, first day of the month for August. Amen. Um, the the Bold and Beautiful Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month. Marriage Taker with the Body of Wonder, Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson, fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour three, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk with uh, Ray, Antonio, Tyrone, Cleopas, and Elston. It is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Midday Global Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon is every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The number is 712-770-5505. The access code is 732 Matters of the Heart Singer Ministry, amen, is a ministry of a group of, of singles and everything. It's every third Friday at 7 p.m. Spiritual Nuggets of Truth is every second and fourth Monday at 8, 8 p.m. Amen. That's, and that's with Minister Common Booker. Amen. So without all that being said, let's go ahead and open up in the word of prayer. Father, we come first today to give you thanks and to honor you, God, to glorify your name. And you are worthy to be praised, God. Be glorified and worthy your name, God, and thank you for another day, God, to be in the land that we give this broadcast to you, God. We hope that it pricks the heart of men and women that someone would cry out, what must I do to be saved, God? We hope, God, that it will be good not only uh, for the people, God, but all those that are listening all across the world in different net platforms, God. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I mean, I'm trying to get situated here. Amen. So, again, I'm glad to uh, be with you. I haven't did a live broadcast in a while. I think the last one we did was, uh, was on Zoom for the uh, the singles ministry and everything. But I wanted to do this one today because I believe that it would encourage you and it definitely would encourage me also. Amen. And like I said, we were coming out of the... Um, uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, started at verses 9 to 16. And what we want to do with it, we just want to continue just to break down 16. But let me just go ahead and start reading all of Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 9. And it says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. He says, 
For he that entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own work, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into their rest, lest any man follow the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing thunder of, of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow. It is the discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Neither is there any cre- creature that is not that that is not man- manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we are, we have to do. Fourteen says, seeing then that we are, have a great high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, that is hold fast our professions. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help and the time of need. Let us <laughs> come boldly. Amen. So, again, I'm excited about that. Uh, the idea that we should come boldly before the throne of grace, the throne of God and everything, and, and, uh, and don't have to feel left out. Or don't have no matter, it doesn't, no matter what we may be fear, fearing or going through and everything, that we know that at this time that we can come boldly before the throne of God, boldly before the throne of grace and everything. That grace uh, that was able to save us and to sanctify us, that grace of the price that was paid for at the cross, that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help, for grace, grace to help in time of need. We got our anchor. We got someone that we can depend on. We know that we can depend on Jesus and everything. We know that we can depend on Christ. The thing that uh, in that verse, the first thing is when I, when I was talking with Robert earlier, I said, but you got to look at the scripture, you look at it, and you break it down. The first two letters, the first two words is let us. I was excited about that because then I began to find scriptures that says let us. And the first scripture that I saw is it comes out of Genesis chapter 1 and 26. It says, God, and this God speaking, he said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth um, upon the earth. And let us, let us mean that there's a unity that's involved. Let us mean that we are of the same mind. You know, it's like, like the day of Pentecost, he was on the same mind, and everybody was on one accord and everything like that, you know. And they, they was, there was focus, you know. It's something about a group of people when they are all um, focused and everything. There's, there's not too, that there's things that they will be able to accomplish that under normal set on a separate they would not be able to do. Another example of that is coming out of, um, Genesis chapter eleven, verse one through six. It says, "And when and the whole earth was 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 of one language and of one speech, and it came to pass that they journeyed from the east. They found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, listen to what the people said. They go, they want a court now. They they want a court. They said, go. They said to one another, go to and let us make brick. Let us. They all want a court. Okay, let us." Make brick and burned them thoroughly, and they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, "Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach into the heaven, and let us make us a name, that we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth." And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children and men built. And the Lord said, "Behold, the people is one." They have one master, let us, and they have have all have one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Nothing will be everything that's in their mind to do. They will begin to try to do, even though it's impossible to reach to the, the, the where God was. They were still trying to do because there was only one same mind. Let us, let us, and 
here when Paul was talking about this, he was he was talking not just about uh, himself, but he was talking about all of us. He was including let us therefore come boldly into his throne. Come boldly. Let's read another one. That was Genesis in Numbers um, 13 and, and 30, verses 30 and 31. It says, and Caleb, this is when the children of Israel, uh, Israel went into the uh, Moses sent spies into the promised land, and some came back and said that the land was full of giants, and we are, are, are like grasshopper in their, their, their mindset and everything. And we're, not, we're, able, we're not able to take over the land because they're like giants, you know. We look like grasshopper in their mindset. So their, their, their mentality, their thought of how they looked at themselves was negative. They have forgot uh, or forgotten or looked past the fact that God said that this was their promised land. But there was always, praise God, there's always somebody. And this is where Caleb comes into verse 30, Numbers 13 and 30 says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. But we are well able to overcome it. He didn't sing and said, like, well, I'm going to go up or my family. Gonna... He said, let us. He talked to the whole, all of the people, the, the, the 12, the other spies that came with a bad report. And they, they, one thing they did agree, and they did agree that the, uh, the, the grapes was clustered. They were big, and there was definitely a land uh, flowing with milk and honey and everything that God said it was going to be and stuff, but they couldn't pinch it coming to the land and taking over because they were giants. And they considered, again, they considered themselves to be grasshoppers and anything like that. They didn't, they forgot about the things that God had already did as a testament of who he was, that there, that there was nothing too hard for him to do. And the fact of the matter, there was nothing too hard for him to do. But let me just read verses 30, number 13, verses 30, one more time. And amen. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get through all of this, but we'll get through as much as we can. He said, And Caleb steered the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once. In other words, not, we don't want to hesitate. We're going to do it now, right now. We're not going to hesitate. We're not going to wait till tomorrow. We're not going to talk about it. But let's go, let's go up at once and possess it. Let's go take it. Let's go take it from the enemy. Let's go up and possess it. Let's claim what is our, what the promises of God, of the yay and the amen and everything that God has promised. So let us go up and possess it. But we are well able to overcome it. He said, but we are well able to overcome. In other words, we got everything we need to overcome it. We got God on our side. We got we got we got a God on our side that brought us out of the land of the Egypt. We got God on our side that was able to slip the Red Sea and we walked on dry ground. We dry ground. We dry ground. We got dry ground. We got everything that we needed and everything. Our sandals that we wore and everything have not become old. The clothes have not worn out and everything like that. Everything that we needed is right here for us. He said, but for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to overcome it. Don't care what it look like. Don't care if there's giants in the land. Don't care if they look, may, we might look like grasshoppers. These grasshoppers right now is about to kick some serious butt. <laughs> These could be some the grasshoppers. They're about to kick the giant's butt, and the giants will be scared of the grasshoppers. No matter how you see it, so there is nothing too hard for God to do. He said, let us go up at once and possess it, but we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They are stronger than we. They, this is to me when I look at this particular verse, this was like a slap in the face to God. But here's God that's supporting them, that's leading them, that, that you know, that, uh, that's leading them by a pillar of fire and a, and a cloud and all these kind of things, and, they, and is able to split the Red Sea and able to do other miracles and uh, to feed them and everything like that. And, he, and here they are talking about, but they are stronger than us. They're talking about they are stronger than us. But I can I can see Caleb right now still saying to them, let us go up at once and possess it. Let us go up at once and possess it. It goes back into what we read in, 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 uh, in uh, what was the scripture, in Hebrews in chapter 4, but we said, let us therefore come boldly to the throne. Caleb was really in a place where he was willing to come boldly 
into the throne of God, that we may attain mercy and find grace in the help of me. Caleb looked at it and said that we know that our God is well able to help us, man, to help us. You know, but still the people said that they they had this mindset that they were stronger, amen. In uh, Numbers chapter uh, 14, verses 1 to 8, it says, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children is remembered against Moses, against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or or would God we have died in the wilderness? And therefore have the Lord brought us into this land, and to fall by the sword, that our wives and children shall be prey. They're talking about the same thing that was going on in, in, in Numbers 13. And God, we had died in the wilderness, and wherefore the Lord had brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children shall be prey. Were it not better for us to return uh, into Egypt? And they said, this is why they go to verse 4. See, this is a, a negative part of saying, of what uh, let us. He said, and they said, one to another, let us make a captain, and let us return into Egypt. You know, let us make a captain, and let us return into Egypt. Wait a minute, you just got out of bondage, and you're using the let us, not the way that God designed you that you let, let us, like Caleb was saying, you know, but you just, you just got out of bondage. You said that you used a negative uh, word of let us go back to Egypt, the place of bondage, the place of slavery, the place of where the Pharaoh had his, had his feet on your neck. Amen. Verse 5 says that Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, here we go, Joshua again, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which was, which was of them, searched the land and rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it, it is exceedingly good land. They saw the land. They saw the same thing. You saw the same thing we did. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Let us let let us. I'm a, I see the Reverend Robin is joining me. I will give her uh, opportunity to say something in a minute. But I want to read. I think I got one more scripture and everything and everything. One more, well, two more. But just read one. Amen. This is coming out of Psalms 95. Uh, verses 1 through 11, and I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to read about it. And again, we're talking about let us. You know, let us, y'all. We have to get to the point that we are all included. Look, we can make it. We can do it. There is nothing too hard for we can do when God is on our side. If God has a day, that it can take place. We just got to get to a positive of the positive of letting us go to him and let us cry unto the Lord and let us come together and pray and seek his face. Let us be in unity and everything. It says, Psalms 95 verse 1 says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make, let us make a joyful note to the rock of our salvation. He says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful note to him with songs. For the Lord is is a great God and a great king above all God. This let us in this particular uh, song is giving God worship and it said to all the people to come, let us make a singer to the unto the Lord. It says this force that in his hands are the deep places of the earth and the strength of the hills is 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 his also. The sea is here, that he have made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. For he is our God. This is a, a, a song where they begin to recognize and begin to realize who God is and, and the different things that God has done or will do for us. He will help. He's our helper in the time of trouble. He will be a lawyer in a courtroom. He will be a doctor in a sick room. That's who he is. Amen. Say for he is our God, and we are the people of his pastor. They begin to recognize, and we should realize this, and this is who we are, and that we are the people of his pastor and the sheep of his hand. That's what God got us in his hand. He said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the, the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, where your father tempted me and proved me and saw my work. Forty years long, was I grieved with this generation and said, it's the people that do error in their heart, and they have not known my ways, and to whom I swear 
and my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. I don't know about you, but when I'm beginning to think about letting us, I want to be able to enter into his rest. I want to be able to know that God got it, the situation. You want to be able to do the the same thing. Amen. You want to be able to do the same thing. You want to be able to do the same. Let us, therefore, come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to the help in time of need. Let us therefore come both. So, Reverend Robin, are you with me? Let's go, Reverend Ray. Yes, I am. Awesome work. Amen. Amen. Let us come before the going again. Like, like I said, we got an opportunity to talk briefly, and uh, we were trying to say, get notes and everything together. I said, I was listening to Reverend Robin, man. I was like, man, look, you can. You got it. <laughs> so what I would do before you move any further is that I want her to go ahead and, and just share or, or talk or whatever the Lord has given her and everything like that. Uh, and, uh, and just bless God, amen. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Reverend Robin. Well, bless God, Reverend Ray. That's um, an awesome, an awesome word. And um, that we can now come boldly, and we can come boldly because of all that Jesus has accomplished and done on our behalf um, at the throne. So we thank God for Jesus because it's it's only because of him. And once we know all of who he is, then we can come boldly because he's our covering. You know, we can, you know, put aside all of, who we think we are or our shortcomings and and all of that and say, I'm coming to the throne of grace because Jesus has said that I can come. And that is all that it is. That's it, and that is all that is needed to be said. It says that, you know, and, and you have read it, and it says, um, particularly in verse uh, 15, this is Hebrews 4:15. It says, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like us, like as we are, yet without sin. You know, so therefore, you know, that if we stop and ponder and and meditate on that particular verse, on verse 15, then if we meditate and know that in all points, wherever we may find ourselves, whatever we may be thinking, our shortcomings, our our wrongdoings, our falls, you know, our temptations, our desires, that we know that we can come boldly before the throne because Jesus has an and up close and personal understanding of where we are. And even in knowing where we are and what we're facing with and what we're dealing with, through him we can come boldly because he's covered it all. There is nothing that we can possibly bring unto him that he has not already covered. And in knowing that I am fully covered in all of my wretchedness and all of my weakness and all of my um, how I may feel about myself, that I don't measure up, I'm not up to par, you know, I don't speak right, I don't know all the words, I haven't read all the Bible, I don't know what everyone is talking about. But even in all of that, he says, come boldly because I am fully in tune, I am fully in touch with any and everything you may be experiencing. And you know what? I'm covering you through it all. So you just come boldly because my father is not looking at you, but he's looking at me. And this is Jesus speaking. He is looking at me. He is looking at the blood that I shed for the remission of every sin you may have. He's looking at me because I am your propitiation, which literally means that I am your covering. He is looking at me because I have gone through this this humanity. I've gone through all of the things that pertain to men, and I have gone and I have shed my blood, and I have walked straight through into the heavenlies where I am now seated beside my Father 
reigning. So come boldly. Come on. There is no more separation between God and you. Come boldly because you are heirs with me. You're sitting right here with me. Come boldly. No need to to look around the corner and try to peep in, but come boldly. You're welcome. And that is the blessed thing about all that Jesus has done is that he has He has gone before us, and he has paved the way, and he has come until and presented himself before the Father, and he has said, you know, and this is just a paraphrase for me. This is something I think. He says, Father, I've met a brother, and I've I've welcomed him into our home. And the Father looks at him, and he knows all that he has done, and he knows that all of his achievements, and he knows that he has come, and he has broken down that wall of enmity, and he can says, tell them to come on in. They're at home. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank Jesus for giving us that space, that space of grace where we can come boldly because he has already gone before the Father and accomplished everything and fulfilled everything that would have prevented us from having to come. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Robin. And I like what you said about come boldly. In fact, one of the things I got is also coming out of Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And um, it says that in the same day when, when the evening was come, this Jesus began. He said, "You said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side." So while you was talking, I was thinking, of, I was thinking about when when God says, "Let us," that you know that it's a guaranteed thing. You know, there's no there's something that's going to happen. You know that we should have faith and everything, and His word coming to pass. And then in Matthew chapter eleven, verses twenty-eight and thirty, I thought about this particular scripture. He says, "Jesus speaking again." He said, "Coming to me, all he that are labor." And I hear the lady, and I will give you rest. He says, verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest, you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is like, you know, he, you know, he's, he, that word come again, you know, he said, oh, open arms, come in boldly, my open arms, my arms are stretched wide for, for us and everything like that. You know, we don't have to, do this by ourselves. We don't have to go on this journey by ourselves. His arms are open for us, no matter where you are, no matter what your background is, no matter what color of your skin, no matter whether you're rich or you're poor, and everything like that. God is saying to you, come. The word is that he's saying to you, come. But not just come in a kind of way, come boldly, come with boldly. And what I'm going to talk about this earlier is that come with authority, you know, Come knowing that <laughs> with confidence. That's when I looked the word up. It says, "Come with confidence. Come, you know, with, with, without hesitation. Don't be afraid to uh, become boldly, but come with with ex- expectation, so to speak. Come with the expectation that you know that I'm going to do exactly what I said. Come with the expectation. Amen. And um, and um, again, I just read the verses. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace." In the time of hell. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, it says, And for me, the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly. Paul said, I may open my mouth boldly without hesitation, without restriction, without worrying about what somebody's going to say, without worrying about how they're going to look at, look at me and how they're going to treat me. But I want to be, we want to be able to speak the oracles and the mysteries of God without being handicapped boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador in bonds, that I therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. In other words, I'm not gonna, we should get to the point where we come boldly before the throne of God. We, that we don't want to let nothing should hinder us, you know. Nothing should be hindering us coming boldly to the throne of God. Nothing should be hindering us. They're going to always be trials and tribulations. If they try to kill Jesus, they're going to try to do, the enemy will try to do the same thing else. But yet, even in the midst of that, I'm still coming boldly before the throne of God because I know he's the only one that can help me. He's the only one that can deliver me. He can only the one that can restore me. He's the one that can restore what the canker worm and the locusts and the grasshopper and the palm because he can come boldly. Another scripture is coming out of John chapter 7, um, verses 21 through 26. It says, And Jesus answered and said to them, I have done one work, and ye all marvel. 
Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the Father. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath day, which I, don't, I, I think I missed some parts here. Let me just skip down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is why. Let me just finish reading the whole thing. I'm almost done. All right. All right. If a, if a, okay. It says, if a man on the Sabbath day received circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken. Are you angry at me because I have made a man able to withhold on the Sabbath day? All right. And then he goes on to say, judge not according to the prince, but judge righteous judgment. Then says some of them uh, of Jerusalem, it is not, is not this he whom they seek to kill? But though he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him, do the rulers indeed know? Amen. Know indeed that this is the very Christ. Nothing but Jesus was speaking boldly. He didn't, he didn't, I got, I read all that to, to come to the summary, is that he spoke boldly. You know, he told them that when they tried to get him one time for it, it is not my time. You know, it is not my time. And they, they couldn't find him. He got lost among them and stuff like that because it wasn't his time, you know. And they, even when they tried to make him king, he they got lost. He got lost again and everything because it wasn't his time, you know. But in the midst of them, he continued to speak boldly. He continued to speak boldly uh, unto them. And um, Hebrews, amen, he continued to speak boldly unto them, amen. So God is calling for us to come boldly unto him. He's looking for those that are willing, you know, that are that are searching, that are that that have that zeal, that they have that determination to come boldly unto Him, you know, you know, forgetting the things of the of what took place yesterday, you know, becoming bold, boldly. And um, in Hebrews chapter thirteen verses one through eight, it says, "Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels on the well. Remember." Them that are in bonds and bonds with them, and them which suffer adversity and being yourself also in the body. And uh, I want to get down to uh, verse 5. It says, Let your conversation be without covenant and be content with such things as ye have. For ye have said, I will never leave thee nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, Here we go, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. And we talked about that earlier. The Lord is my helper. He may help us, and I would not fear what man should do unto us, being bold before before him. When you're on the day of Pentecost, um, the, the, the scripture said that Peter was so filled with the Holy Ghost that he boldly spoke of it, and 5,000 5, men received this question as the Lord and said. It doesn't talk about how many women that were there or the, the children that were there, but they received Christ bold, being bold before God, being bold to the calling that's in your life, being bold and everything, and, and like Robin said, not worried about uh, what, what, how you speak and everything like that. He told Moses, he said, who made your mouth? <laughs> who made your mouth? Moses said, like, I can't speak and I can't do this. And God like, who made your mouth? But being able to open our mouth up and let him speak for us. Don't think about the words we need to say, but let God speak. Let the Holy Spirit speak for us. He said, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, consider the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today. Amen. Jesus Christ the same today and yesterday and forevermore. Come boldly. Robert, I see that you're back and I just want to give you a chance to to add to or speak on something different about coming boldly. Um, you're, I mean, I'm just enjoying the word myself. It's a, such an encouraging word um, for for all of us to know that um, just simply as the word states, he just simply says, come. I mean, when we look at Peter, when he walked on water, all Jesus says was come. You know, and he had that boldness because he kept his eyes on Jesus, not on the circumstances and not what was going on and not that it was water, but the word said, come. You know, and not only was it a word, come, but the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst men, which is Jesus, which is God, said to come. And see, and we can trust the word of God. 
You see, God is not going to have him get out of that boat and drown. That is not our God. If he is calling you to some place, if he's saying come unto him, come to all who are, who are, who are weary and heavy laden, because my yoke can get, if he tells us that, then what we need to know is that we can come boldly because we can trust the word that he is saying, that he says his words will not return unto him void, but will go forth and accomplish everything that they're set out to do. So when we are told by this word and we believe that this word of God is true, and then, God, I am standing on your word the same way that Peter was able to stand out in the middle of that water and began to walk, standing on the truth of the word, standing on the power of the word, standing on the substance of the word, standing on the infallibility of the word, of knowing that that word is true and knowing that everything that God says will come to pass. It wasn't until Peter started looking around and then want to make um, the ocean bigger than Jesus and then want to make the, 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 the wind greater than Jesus. It is only then when we make our problems bigger than Jesus are our problems able to overcome us. But as long as we remember that God is bigger than any problem that we can have, we can come boldly before him and just rest. I don't know how you're going to fix it. You haven't told me what to do. I don't know what to do. So until I hear something that you say for me to do, I'm going to just be still and I'm going to rest. Don't know how it's going to end out, but I know that I am your child. I know, Jesus, that you are my brother, that you and I are heirs together, that everything that you have access to, I have access to. So I don't know when the door of access is going to open, but I know that it's there and available unto me. So until it opens, until you tell me that word upon which to move upon, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait and I'm going to trust and know and believe that you said you are never going to forsake me, that I am right there in the center of where you want me to be. And so until you give me a word to move, that is where I will rest. And that is where I will not allow all of the thunderings around me, all of the words that I'm hearing, all of the diagnosis that someone is, that a doctor is giving, all of what is going on at the job and, and what the bosses are saying, I'm not going to move upon it. I'm not going to allow those words to move me, but I'm not going to move until you give me the word to move forward. Come in boldly boldly before the throne, knowing that everything I need is in that throne and just waiting for the word to move. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. That's, that's awesome, especially with, with what you said about Peter and the, the word was to come. <laughs> Amen. The word was to come. And, that, and I believe that God is still doing that. Even though he, he's calling whatever your name is, he's calling you to come forth. You know, he's calling you to come forth. You know, some of us, has been doing ministry for a long time, and it's uh, it's become um, either either religious or routine. But even in the midst of that, God is still calling for us to even come a little further out with Him and to to dwell with Him and to spend some time with Him. He's calling us to come forth. That we can we can no longer be satisfied as a, as a status quo or the normal. Of Christianity or religion, they're living in, a, in the, the the last days and everything. And men has definitely become more lovers of themselves. And every man is doing what is right in their own sight. And this is from the pulpit to the world and everything. And so we're living in a period of time now that God is is God is calling us to come forward or come boldly unto Him and everything. People are seeking. Um, different religions, and they're seeking different um, statuses and, and being scientific. And then there is still God said, come unto me. Jesus is still saying, come unto me, come see me. You know, the, the scripture says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And even if any man let me in, and I'm paraphrasing, I will come and sup with them. I will come and have dinner with them. I will come and have a relationship with them. That's what Christ wants to do. That's what he wants to do. We want to have that intimate relationship for, for us and stuff like that. But he is standing door now, but we still got to be able to come. We still got to be able to say, Lord, I, I, I'm here. You know, I'm here, Lord. 
do with me whatever needs to be due to change my life, that, that I might become the salt, light, and power that is needed. Change me, God. God is to some of us, Scripture says, many are called, but few are chosen. Jesus said that, that when he was praying um, in, the, in the garden, he was like, I have lost none of, them, none of them that you have told God. He said, I have not lost any of them except for the son of perdition. But those that you kept, I kept in my, in my hand. But the son of perdition coming, coming to him, coming boldly. You know, a lot of times with, with, in a religious setting and stuff like that, we want to pick and choose who comes and who, who comes to Christ. If they are uh, homeless or they don't smell good or they look a certain way, we don't want them coming to Christ. We don't even want them sitting. I'm not I'm just being transparent. We want we don't even want them sitting beside them because they don't look a certain way. And someone come up with a beard there into the face. Would you be able to, to lead them to Christ, to Jesus Christ? Would you be able to give them the word of the word the word of of Christ, the knowledge of Christ about their, how He died on the cross and everything? Would you prevent them? Would you put them out of the church? Because they came in the church and they had on very tight pants, and would you minister to them? He said that the, the scripture was talking about coming to coming to me. Oh, they may be laden with everything. You don't know what their testimony. You don't know what they're going through. But we will have to be we have to be willing to go into all kinds of places and stuff and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, even if it may put us in in, in prison or in jail, or it may put us like in Paul's case in front of the kings, and and they might decide to kill us. And stuff. We got to be willing to do that. Are you willing to die for the, 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 the for the gospel to be preached and you, with your relationship with Christ? Come boldly. As I as Robert was talking, and we are almost out of town, but I wanted to go back to Hebrews chapter four, verse nine, because one of the things that popped out to me when I was reading it, the scripture there remained therefore a rest to the people of God. Therefore there remained a rest for the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own work, as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into the rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Listen, coming boldly before the throne of God, it, it's, it's all faith. It's believing the things that are, that you can't see as though they were because God says. <laughs> it's faith. It's believing in God, that he got you and everything like that. That's, that's, when we have that kind of faith, there's a rest. We are, there's a peace that passes all understanding un, and knowing that God got us. Coming boldly before his throne. Boldly. Mother don't want to go. Father don't want to go. Sister don't want to go. Lord, I'll go. Send me. Tell me what to say. <laughs> Send me. I know, you know, whatever the case is going on, God is looking for bold. You know, I, I, I started to say something. I've caught myself because I know I'm going to walk out. But God, he's not, he looking for, he's not looking for anyone that wants to I, No, I'm not going to do it. The side that that's wishy-washy. He's looking for people that 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 may not be strong with themselves, but through Him they are made strong. Through their weakness they are made strong in Christ Jesus. You know, He's not looking. I got the, I got the right word, Robert. Robert. He, he's not looking for somebody that's wimp, that's, that will wimp out. You know, but He's looking for someone that even in the midst of they feel like they can't do it, but yet they're willing to do it. They're willing to say, "Yes, Lord, I do it." I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to speak. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I believe in you. So I'm coming boldly to you and stuff like that. It didn't, doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that sometimes, if, you know, there may be a fear involved because there may be some fear. But even in the midst of fear, because we know God is not a God of fear, we have to recognize where that fear is coming from and still go forth in him and still believe in him. And still know that he got us, that he has us, that, that he won't leave us and everything. Okay? Chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word is word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God knows when we come in boldly before him. He knows the intents. He knows that if we come in for any other reason or to be seen or the, whatever. He knows that already. There's a, there, I think there's a good one that talks about thought or a song anyway. It talks about, Lord, search me. Search me inside and out. 
If there be anything else, it was a prayer or something like that, rather. But touch me inside. If there be anything in me that does not please it to you, remove it, Lord Jesus. Remove it and everything, and put that. Take this stony heart and make it make it flesh. That was done for us at the cross. That was done for us at the cross. Come, let us come boldly. Let us come boldly for him. Amen and amen. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in, in, in the time of me. I want to, uh, uh, probably not today because we don't have really the time to really get into it, but I want to talk about also maybe next week, or uh, maybe Sunday, depends on when Reverend Robin will be with me again. I'm putting it on the spot. <laughs> But uh, I talk about the throne of grace. Talk about the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in the time of need. The throne of grace. You know, we don't don't have time to to get into a lot of details of it and everything, but to talk about those things. You know, sometimes we got to write, not sometimes, all the time we should always rightly divide the word of truth, always rightly divide it. You see the nuggets that's in there. I've read the scripture many times, and, and until I heard it yesterday the, through Reverend Robin and Pastor Robinson, Reverend Robin and Pastor Robinson and everything, um, I had to go back and look at it again. Amen. I had to go back and look at it again. Reverend Robin, you got anything else? No, just so I can say we can hasten to that throne of grace. Uh, we can hasten to it, and we can truly go in and find that place of rest. You know, even in the midst of those uncomfortable situations, if we are going and doing anything through Christ Jesus, then all is well. All is truly well because he has already done everything that was needed for us. Everything has been accomplished by him at that throne of grace. Everything. So we are just blessed truly blessed to have him we are truly blessed you know he says that um only reason that you cannot enter in to his rest and this is coming out of hebrews 3 and i'm paraphrasing is because of unbelief because if you're in a place where where you're not experiencing the rest then you need to to go before god and ask him as to as the um Disciples said, help us and help me in any area of unbelief that I have. You see, because unbelief will prevent us from running to the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. It will prevent us from being bold. You see, because when we know he is all of who he says he is and he is not a man that he shall lie and that everything that he speaks shall come to pass, and when you have that belief, in who he is, you will go boldly to the throne of grace, knowing and expecting to receive everything that you need from him at that throne of grace, knowing that all of your frailties, all of all of our frailties, all of our humanity, everything has been covered by him. And that's just such a blessed thing. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know that you've already done it. And in knowing that you've already done it, I'm just going to come boldly before you, and we're just going to watch it get done. We're going to watch you transform me and renew me. You're going to, we're going to watch that my strength be be um, increased and raised because I know that any and everything I do is not through me, but it's through you because I am dead in Christ and you live and not I. So we can begin to profess those things of which God has said we have received through Jesus to begin to begin to just rehearse it unto yourself, profess it and receive it and believe it and walk boldly in it, knowing that it is Jesus and Jesus alone. It's in Christ Jesus that I am who I am. And we just thank God for that. Enter into his rest. Increase your belief. 
move beyond a head knowledge of Jesus and move into a place of belief because we can have a knowing of what Jesus is supposed to do, but do you have a belief system set up within yourself that's unshakable, unmovable, that you are confident. Because if we look at Hebrews 4, the scripture before that, and I'm going to turn to it, turn back to it really quickly in Ephesians 4, you know, it says that if we go up, um, hold on one second, let me get it for you. It tells us that that we can come boldly because we can have the confidence, you know, in who he is. And if we have that confidence, that's that belief. And also if we have all of that confidence in who he is, then we can go ahead. I want to pull that scripture for you. We can go ahead and do all the things in which we are asking of you know, Jesus to help us with because of our moving boldly in who he is, you know, in a confidence in who he is, then we can go and we can do all things through him. As um, uh, Reverend Ray was saying, you know, that wherever you tell me to go, I can go because I know I'm not going in my own strength, but I am going in you. I am going believing in what you're saying. So I know that it can be done and it will be done. And we can just be so thankful for that, you know. And if it says here, and I'm going to give you the scripture here, okay. And I'm going to look at Hebrews 3.14. It says, for we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. If we can just hold on to our confidence and know that we are, you know, and Reverend Ray has read it, you know, that we harden not our hearts, that we not take the things of the world and we put them above Jesus because there is nothing above Jesus. There is nothing that is occurring that is above Jesus. So we just bless God because he is our all in all. He is our total sufficiency in all things. It is in Jesus in whom we live, move, and have our being. So so we just thank Jesus. We just thank God for him because he is our awesome, mighty Savior. He is our Redeemer. He is the one who has reconciled us back unto God. No one but Jesus could have done it, and he's done it for both you and for me so that we can come boldly and we can come not only boldly but in a confidence that everything that he has accomplished is accomplished and sealed. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Reverend. So again, y'all, you've been listening to with Christian Speak Talk Radio. This has been Friday Night Joy. I've um, been hosting the Reverend Ray and Reverend Ray and Reverend Robin, and uh, she has joined us and, and we come from the Scripture and let, Hebrews chapter four verses sixteen. It says, "Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That we may find grace to help in the time of need. Grace is there." to help us in our time of need, amen. So we don't have that much time. I, I am going to go ahead and ask Reverend Robert to close us out in prayer and everything. And don't forget our upcoming broadcast. Monday is the present Monday of August, so Apostle Shirley will be with us at 7 p.m. Reverend Robin. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Father, we thank you, Father. We just bless your holy name, Lord God. Father, we come and we acknowledge you. We God, we acknowledge you as being sovereign. We acknowledge you as being true. Father, we acknowledge that you are a sound foundation for us to stand on. So, Father, we come and we thank you, Lord God, for the joy of who you are, Lord, that we don't have to look at ourselves, Lord God, but we can look totally beyond us and we can see Jesus as our covering just as you do, Lord God, and knowing, Lord God, that he is our covering, that all things have been achieved and taken care of him. So, Father, we just walk boldly in this world. We walk in rest in this world, trusting and believing, Lord God, that everything, Lord God, will work out for our good, Lord God, and that anything that you will 
put us to or call us to it or tell us to come, Lord God, that it will be well. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God. Father, I pray for all who are listening at this time, Lord God, that wherever they may find themselves or situations they may find themselves, if they would just look towards the hill as we must do, look towards the hills from which cometh our help, and knowing that our help cometh from you, that, Father, that there is nothing occurring that you are not aware of, Lord God. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that even while we're in the midst, Lord God, of situations that are not pleasant, situations that we cannot see where it can be to our good, and situations, Lord God, that are truly being to our detriment and to our harm, Lord God, we can look unto you and say, but God, we can look unto you, Lord God, and say, Father, we trust you to move on this situation, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a healer, Lord God, that you are a deliverer, Lord God, that you are a mind regulator, Lord God, and in being such a great mind regulator, that even when you do not move us out of situations that we don't want to remain in, Father, we trust, Lord God, that you will shield and buffer our mind, that you will even shield our bodies and buffer our bodies, Lord God that we will not, Lord God, come out of those fiery situations with even the stench of smoke upon us, Lord God, because you have been our covering, that we will not come out, Lord God, in a fetal position, Lord God, or pulling out our hairs, Lord God, because you have been a mind regulator while you were working in the situation. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you that you can come in and solve a problem in ways in which we don't even think, Lord, that, Father, that you can, while we're in the midst, Lord God, do a mighty work in our lives and use us for a mighty work. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God. Father, we give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory, Lord God. Father, we lift up this entire world, Lord God. Father, we lift up all the signs of the times that we see going on, the wars, the rumors of wars, Lord God, all of the disobedience, Lord God, all of those things, Lord God, that you find to be abominable, Lord God. Father, we just come and we we ask, Lord God, as a body of mankind, Lord God, we ask that you would just forgive us, Lord. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would continually work upon our hearts, Lord God, to continue softening our hearts, Lord God, that, Father, we may be able to see ourselves, Lord God, and turn away from those wicked things, Lord God, that you see, Lord God, and that the earth is crying out unto you for, Lord God. So, Father, we just repent, Lord God. We ask that you would strengthen and help us, Lord God, to move beyond all things that are unpleasing unto you, that we will have the mind of Christ, and we will seek out doing and accomplishing the minds of Christ, Lord God, that we will, Lord God, begin to turn away from those things that are displeasing unto you because you've come and renewed our mind and you've enlightened us, Lord God. You've taken scales off, Lord God, that we now see them as you see them, Lord God. So, Father, continue, Lord God, just to pull us in and draw us nigh unto you, that we may be vessels of honor unto you, that we may be vessels that you can use to cry out to this dying world that is being destroyed, to tell them of a safe place, a safe raven, a safe haven to turn to, Lord God, that there is someone who cares and there's someone who loves, Lord God. Father, give us our voice where we feel we don't have a voice, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you. We honor you. We magnify you on this night, Lord God, at this night on Friday night, for Friday night joy, because the, 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 joy of the Lord is our strength, Lord God. Father, we pray for all of those who are seeking more information, who wants to find more out about this, God, that you will send godly counsel their way, Lord God, that they too may walk in the liberty and the freedom in the peace and the rest that you so um, desiringly and so um, overwhelmingly give out unto those who are your children whom you've called and whom you've elected, Lord God, because you've sent your son because you wanted none to perish but all to have eternal life. So, Father, for any that you're tugging on the heart on, any strings that are being tugged, send godly counsel, Lord God, and walk them through into the plan of salvation that they may be one with you and walk in that peace and liberty in which only can be received in you. In Christ Jesus' name I do pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for listening to When Christians Speak Talk Radio. This is just a reminder. Kiss abound in grace with Minister Vanessa Williams is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. 
The Clay and the Finish Work with Pastor Pat Randall is every Thursday at 12 noon. Friday Night George with Pastor Ray is the first, the second, and the fourth Fridays at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life with Pastor Ray is the first and the third Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Norena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Louis McIlwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, the Body of One with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk with Ray Rose, Antonio Mitchell, Tyrone Rose, Clea Fuss Malone, and Esther Green is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The number is 712-770-5505. The SS code is 732 499. Amen. Also, I want to remind you of Matters of the Heart Singles Ministry Broadcast. We broadcast every third Friday at 7 p.m. Our hosts are Renee Malone, Ray Rose, Hope Williams, Robert Waring, Maggie Wilson, and Felicia Shears. We're excited about this group of people. Our singles coming together and speak and say what does says the Lord. We also have the more newest broadcast called Spiritual Nuggets of Truth and then we're there on the second and the fourth month the other month at 8pm is led by Minister Carmen A. Booker and we appreciate her coming on and being new to the family Amen we want to encourage you to go and check out our website of When Christ Speak Talk Radio and on that you can find a little bit more about the different hosts and a little bit more about uh, what we got going on some of the previous broadcasts and platforms that you use also, you will be able, if you would like to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do that now by clicking on Donate Now. I thank you for your time, and again, I thank you for listening to When Christmas Be Talk Radio. God bless you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.